0: Thank you for listening to this special Stone Cold Country podcast, the Nutritionalist series, where we focus on ours 25 years and younger that are keeping it country. We like to say we are bridging the old with the new. We passionately believe in the critical importance of keeping the traditional forms of country music alive. Please partner with us on our journey to keep tear-jerking, crying in your beer, soaring steel guitar-type music on the airwaves and highways. But most importantly, we want you to keep this amazing music in your hearts. If you hear an artist you like, please fan them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and stream them on your favorite platforms. And when possible, buy their music and merch directly from their website. By
1: doing so, you become an important financial partner that is helping to sustain Nara's career.
0: Additionally, you can also visit our site, stunkledcountry.net, and explore great music and the many ways you can get involved in keeping traditional country music alive. There is really no way to put a price on peace of mind, and I wanted to find a way to keep my cherished possessions safe and secure, especially while I'm away, so I started doing a lot of research and I came across Vivint Smart Home, and they were absolutely the best solution for me. So let me tell you some of the things that I really like about their system. The first thing is their Space Monkey wasn't able to get this anywhere else. So what it is, it's a smart drive that basically records 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now I wanna be very specific about this. Has nothing to do whether the camera picks up motion or not, we know. There are some systems out there that really don't pick up a lot of the stuff that might happen on your property but this smart drive picks up everything so it's always recording regardless of whether the camera detects motion or not and it is so easy to retrieve the footage so all I do is I open the app on my smartphone and I click on any camera that I'd like to see footage on I can go back to even a year and review the footage so this really gives me a lot of peace of mind the other thing that i really love about this system is that it notifies me if someone's on my property so in other words i could be sitting in a studio in nashville tennessee and it will tell me that someone is on my front lawn and i can just open my app and communicate with that person say hey what are you doing on my front lawn (laughs) so i think that is awesome so yes you heard me correctly two-way communications. So from my app, I can look at the person and I can speak to them in real time. That gives me a lot of peace of mind. It also notifies me if there's any movement inside my home. So if I know that no one's supposed to be inside my home, I'm tipped off that there might be something happening. So those are some of the things that I really love, but you know, there's two other things that really kind of are the icing on the cake for me. The first thing is their stellar customer service. Every time I've called, I've got a knowledgeable, professional person on the phone that really cares about what I have to say. And I really appreciate that. And I'm able to get a hold of someone at Vivint 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is amazing. And so it doesn't matter what time zone I'm in, because I know I'm always going to have access to someone that's at Vivint. The other thing that I really think is pri- is every time I've had a technician come on site they have been extremely professional and knowledgeable so I've had upgrades to my camera and things of that nature and they've been able to walk me through the process tell me what they're going to do before they do it and then do it and that's just amazing and so those are some of the things that I really really like about Vivint so if you want to keep your cherished possessions and also loved ones safe especially when you're away then I would absolutely recommend Vivint Smart Home. And just to show that I think this is the best system that you could possibly get for your home, I'm going to go ahead and throw in a free doorbell camera for you. It's the same doorbell camera that I have on my phone. It really works as a two-way communication device so you can see the person that is on your front doorstep and you can talk to them in real time. Even if you're not home, you can do this through your phone. So why don't you give them a try? And again, I will throw in a free doorbell camera for you. All you have to do is open the notes in our podcast and you will find there's a special phone number there and there's a code that you can use. But you know, if you don't want to wait to get someone on the phone, you can go ahead and click on that very special link in the podcast notes and get started. And that way you can claim your free doorbell camera. Stay safe with Vivint i'm doing good i'm so happy i saw your message you know i'm like barely ever on facebook and so uh and you know i don't even have uh facebook on my phone
2: oh really <laughs> yeah
0: well the thing is i have a love-hate relationship with facebook so i've gotten locked out like i don't know 10 times or something so, oh,
2: Facebook
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have, um, mostly because, you know, I, I forget my password, right? And so, um, I've had a couple of upgrades to my computer. And so, you know, I don't know if you've ever gone through that, it zeroes everything out. So all your stored passwords are gone.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, yeah, exactly. So you're like me, see, I'm one of those people I never put in my password. It's just like yeah. automatically logs me in. So anyway, so I had a couple of upgrades to my computer and I couldn't remember my password. And then um, I got a new phone, right? I got this new iPhone. And so the, the uh, stored phone that... Facebook had, you know, to like verify me. Well, I didn't have that number anymore. (laughs) so (laughs) Like a big mess. Yeah. So because of that, like I barely ever on there. But anyway, hey, I'm really (laughs) excited about talking to you. Um, Oh, my gosh, your your debut is just epic honky tonk heaven. That is such an amazing album. I can't believe it's your first, you know, album. That's what I was reading. Is that correct? Or do I have it wrong?
2: No, that's correct. First
0: one. Yep. Wow, that is awesome. We're going to talk a lot about your latest album, but uh first, you know, the fine folks need to get to know who you are. We about 75% of our audience is based in Texas. But then the rest are from like all over the US and even the world. So it's possible yes. that some of our people don't know who you are yet. So Why don't you uh tell us a little bit about yourself
2: i'm from a small town that uh only has one stoplight uh, called east bernard texas and i lived there up until about three years ago and then i moved uh to a town about 30 minutes away called wharton uh but i got into music i guess uh i always felt like i wanted to entertain and music wound up being the one that i really liked and i started writing songs and didn't play guitar then I wanted to to put music to the song, so that's when I learned guitar at about the age of thirteen or so. And yeah. then that's when I really got into it was around that age.
0: So you said East Bernard, so you said one <laughs> one stoplight. Stop yeah. <laughs> See, I, I understand because I'm actually from a town where there's like even now there's like nine hundred people total, so <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know, like. Um, so, what was it like growing up there? Because um, you know, growing up in a small town has like its benefits too. Oh, it, it was
2: good. I mean, uh, of course, I like to go into my grandparents. They live they live out in the country there in Sarnard. I we kind of lived in the town. It was a, it's a good place to to grow up and kind of settle.
0: What what did you, you like most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I understand. What did you like most about your hometown? Like. You know, growing up because you don't live there anymore from what you were saying. So now that you're able like to think back and say, you know, that was pretty cool. I, I liked this part of, you know, growing up over there.
2: I would say that the, how quiet it was, you know, it's kind of more crowded and I guess more people moving around in the bigger cities. But, yeah, that town was small and peaceful and real pretty but the bad thing was, there you know, wasn't a lot of places to eat, so you, you got tired of eating out.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is a bummer. Um, aside from music, what are like some of the things that you love to do?
2: Oh, I I love sports. I'm a big sports fan, especially baseball, uh, fishing, hunting, relaxing, watching TV. I watch a watched a lot of TV before I started my job here a few about a month and a half ago. But uh, just normal things. My I'm boring, is what I tell people. Oh I'm no. A boring <laughs>
0: No, I, hey, like we have a, a big, you know, fishing and hunting community that, that listens to, you know, the show. I mean, they're really big on fishing and hunting and things like that. But they are what I guess what's considered, you know, like trophy fishermen and trophy hunters mm-hmm. I mean they go for you know what I'm talking about they they're like real serious about you know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so um you know have you like you know caught anything like you know trophy size or what was like the biggest you know type of fish or you know a game that you got you know when you hunted
2: uh, the I caught a big old probably maybe 30 pound blue cat that's probably the biggest fish I caught
0: wow uh, that's hunting wise impressive. I just
2: yeah, it's, it was hard to get in. So I could put up a fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> hunting wise, I, I just started uh, deer hunting this last year. My brother told me to do it. I never really went hunting before that, so I didn't get anything this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's always next year, that's for sure. That that's awesome. Yeah. So, is there a lot of good hunting, like in the area that you're at now, or do you guys? go out to public land I and mean, where do you usually go
2: uh, my brother's uh um wife has some in, um family that has some land and we go out there in a town oh, called eagle lake about 15 minutes away and there's some there's some pretty big bucks out there and stuff
0: oh that's awesome that's a great way to kind of you know unwind it can be kind of expensive too though you know you need like the property yeah. and everything else so i mean it really becomes yeah. like a serious thing you know once you start putting some money behind it you know
2: i was gonna say yeah i had to buy some camo before i went and it
0: yeah
2: ate ate all my money up yeah that's
0: what i'm saying yeah so yeah it can be you know kind of expensive you know once you really start and also fishing you know i mean depending you know but that can be kind of expensive i you know most of the time people go out on a boat and that type of thing so you know (laughs) to you know kind of figure something else because and once you charter those things, that can be really expensive too. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds like, um, you know, you have a really good balance, you know, Zach, you know, in terms of, you know, not only your music, but you have, you know, other things that you enjoy. And it sounds like you spend a lot of time with your family, you know.
2: Yeah. I like that. Uh, we like playing board games and stuff like that and stuff and hanging out, playing dominoes with my grandpa.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, you still, your gramps are still around. That's awesome. That's really cool, you know? Um, So, you know, what's the most awesome thing you think has happened to you so far? I mean, whether it's like just in your, you know, everyday life or in terms of music, is there something like, you know, I think you're like 20 now, is that correct? Yeah,
2: 20. Yeah, I think Um,
0: you just turn 20?
2: Yeah, back in January, a few months ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I thought I read that, like, you know, on your Facebook, you know? Um, So I'm just wondering, you know, so you've been playing you know, since you were like thirteen or something like that, now you're twenty. You know, quite a few years. I'm just wondering if there's something like really epic and awesome that's happened to you so far. Yeah,
2: actually, uh, probably about six or seven years ago, I, I had the chance to go on Merle Haggard's tour bus and uh, play him some songs, and wound up becoming pretty good friends with him, and opened some some shows for him and stuff like that. So that's probably the coolest thing. No. <laughs>
0: Are you That's true? hard to
2: beat, Merle Hager.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is just so amazing. And, you know, he just celebrated a birthday, a heavenly birthday and an earthly yes, sir, birthday, right? right? You know, because yeah. how weird is that? He died, like, on his birthday. Wow. <laughs> it's just, I guess it kind of summarizes his life just you know? cool. That shows how special he was, you know? I mean, seriously, yeah. like, who dies on their birthday, you know, uh, no, the hag is like one of my all-time favorites. I mean, oh my gosh, I, you know, was able to see him a couple of times, which, you know, I'm just so happy about, but, um, I can't imagine how you must've felt, you know, just to like, I mean, (laughs) have like a relationship with Merle Haggard. Good Lord. (laughs) you know, get to know him and open up for him. So did he give you like any solid advice? Because I heard he was really good about giving people advice, you know, especially when it pertains to music.
2: He actually did. Uh, He um, gave me some songwriting advice and taught me a few uh, uh, extra chords on the guitar and basically just told me that I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that can play good acoustic guitar just by myself. I don't need a band, but a band is always good, but he said, if it comes down to it, I can always play acoustic. So.
0: Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> told you that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, talking about you being, you know, a good guitar player, this album of yours, um, you know, I can't believe it's your debut. Firstly, you know, I, I was just like awestruck when I was reading that. I mean, the songs are great. It's a really tight album. Um, there's so much that I like about it. I mean, I'm, you know, a hardcore traditionalist. You know, I just, I, I always tell people I like all kinds of music. I'm not a basher, you know, um, I do. But what makes my heart sing is traditional country music. And that's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's what I grew up listening to. And, um, you know, as an adult, it's just what I've always gravitated towards, you know, and it it really is what makes my heart sing. There's something about a fiddle and a steel guitar. Um, And there's something about the arrangements. And then, you know, most of the things that, you know, we're singing about, you know, loss and love and, you know, family and and things like that. I mean, those are, you know, things that you can't, um, you know, you can't fake, you know what I mean? It's either there or it's not. So um, when I heard your album. It had all the awesome things that I love about traditional honky-tonk country music. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Honky Tonk kevin I think I read that Bobby Flores produced it. I mean, th- you know, tell us about who worked on it, all the good stuff.
2: Oh, um, yeah, Bobby produced it. Um, we had some pretty good people on musicians, really good musicians. I know uh, Tommy Detamore played some on there, uh, yeah. Jake Cooker on bass and mm-hmm. Uh, real great piano player. I know his uh, first name is Anthony, but I can't pronounce his last name, so I might have even going to try. Then just a bunch more great people. Uh, real fun recording it in the studio, and he just uh, made all the songs, you know, pop and brought to life what I was thinking in my head. So he's a real great guy to work with, real great guy.
0: Wow. Where did you record it?
2: Uh, he's got a studio in uh, San Antonio called Bam, B-A-M.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And then some of those session musicians, I recognize some of those names. They played with some heavyweights.
2: Yes. They, yeah. They've, they've got their uh, experience there and yeah, they yeah. travel and have their own solo careers and stuff mm-hmm. too. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, Dedimor, he's a darn good producer as well. I've, he, uh, produced, uh, Jake Blocker's, um, you know, recent album and, you know, some other folks, mm-hmm. So he, you know, he's, Good in his own right, not just as a musician, but um, as a producer as well. That's awesome. I absolutely, you know, just really like the album. And I was hoping that you wouldn't mind if I played one of my favorite songs from the album, um, If, If You Don't Mind, which is Without You. Would you mind if I play that right now? Oh, not at
2: all.
1: I've been lovesick Cause I've longed for your touch every day There's been heartaches, long days Everything I've always felt I've been lonesome, lovesick And babe, I'm so lost without you When the night surrounds me The troubles come too When my bottle gets empty The memories break through Where well, you took my heart to. I'm lonesome, lovesick, and darling, I'm lost without you. I see your face everywhere In our bedroom I imagine that you're lying there I look at your picture And I feel my And sick, And darling I'm lost without you When the night Surrounds me The troubles come too When my bottle Gets empty The memories break through Where well, you took my heart too I'm lonesome, so lovesick, and babe, I'm so lost without you. I'm lonesome, love sick. Darling, I'm lost without you.
0: Oh, I, you know, that's such a great song, Without You. I mean, is there a story, you know, behind that song? I just, you know, really, really like that song.
2: Uh, Actually, there's kind of something neat. Uh, I really didn't have any influence behind the song, but before we went into the studio, well, i mean we had a set list of songs we were going to record but before we went to the studio i wasn't really satisfied with three of the songs so i sat down and uh wrote two songs and one of them was without you and then the next day i wrote the another song that would wind up being on the album so before right before we went to the studio i wound up switching out three, three of the songs and that was one of them
0: are you kidding oh my god yeah golly that's so funny so you just you like wrote the song right in the studio right before you were going to record is that correct
2: not in the studio probably a a few days before at my house Mm -hmm. i sat down and about 10 minutes later there it was
0: oh my gosh and you're saying that it, it there wasn't like really someone that inspired the song. I mean I mean how that's like very interesting. And I guess I am gonna, you know, ask you a bit later about your songwriting and everything, but with that particular song, I mean, you just decided you were gonna write the song. That's it. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, that's great. I mean, most people can't do that, you know. <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's hard, yeah.
0: Most people can't. Well, you know, um, I really like your voice. I think that you have a very unique voice. Like, I think that once someone, you know, um, gets used to your music, they can recognize your voice like immediately. You know, it really is kind of one of those voices that are, you know, really unique and stand out. So I'd love to ask you about your vocal influences. Like, who are the people that have really influenced like your vocal style? uh
2: i mean i wish i sounded like johnny cash so i can't really say everyone uh, wants to
0: sound like johnny cash <laughs> yeah.
2: johnny Cash
0: or george but, jones one of the two that's the you know <laughs>
2: exactly yeah I mean, if i could switch voices with him i would do it in a heartbeat but uh i think i i my voice probably is more like a vince gill gary stewart you know
0: kind of mm-hmm. like that but
2: I yep. I kind of try to style it after Merle and George, and I style my songwriting and stuff after Hank Senior and all of them.
0: Right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Vince, everyone you mentioned, I absolutely love. You know, as a matter of fact, um, you mentioned Vince Gill, and he's like one of my all-time favorites. You know, I I grew up through the '90s, so um, and, and of course you didn't because you're only 20. <laughs> you no. like yeah, yeah but. Um, You know, so I grew up during the 90s. And um, so Vince Gill, I mean, you know, a pocket full of gold, you know, never knew lonely. I mean, he was like really one of the uh, new traditionalists back then, you know, he absolutely was. And, you know, I shared, um, you know, because like we were saying before, Merle Haggard um, just celebrated, you know, a uh, heavenly and earthly birthday. And uh, Vince Gill wrote a song about... How much Merle Haggard yes. uh, influenced him? It's called. It's called. I think it's called a world without Haggard. Is that correct? Yes. I, yeah, that's I, a oh great song. Gosh, oh Lord, um, I shared that song on my Twitter, um, you know, for Merle's birthday, and it just brought tears to my eyes. I, it was, mm-hmm. and actually, Vince was kind of, you know, weeping <laughs> throughout the song. To be honest, you know, <laughs> you know it's just wow. He has one of the best voices. I I really and he's an amazing. I mean, he's just an incredible guitar player. Oh my gosh, he's yes, like yeah. something else. Um, it's yeah. It's I'm just flabbergasted when you know there are people that have that much talent. You know. Um, speaking of which, you know, um, I had read stories about how you know Vince's mom and you know used to like sing around the house and stuff like that. And, you know, he, um, he, I think he's the only boy. And he said that he had the highest voice in his family. So I'm kind of wondering um, if you came from a similar household where maybe one of your parents or maybe both were kind of musically inclined or, you know, um, do you think you got your, you know, your ability to sing and play maybe from someone in your family? oh
2: yeah, I'm, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this interview, but she is uh, not musically uh, inclined. I guess that's how you put it. So not her. Maybe my dad. I mean, he's got an all right voice, and he played, you know, clarinet in uh, the high school band. But I wouldn't say we had a, you know, the Carter family or anything like that. Here.
0: So no singing at church and things like that, choir and none of that stuff
2: no no my brother played a played guitar and sang a little in church but uh, he hasn't done that in a while so wow
0: probably
2: the closest yeah
0: wow that's just amazing so really not uh you know not any deep influences as it pertains to your family in terms of like you know really kind of setting the pace for you you know because usually if there's like a parent that sings you know then you know you kind of pick it up so that's even more amazing, you know. So that you picked it up really, it's something that you know God gave you. You know, uh, that's the way I would, you know, probably see it. You know, which song on the album do you think you sound the absolute best and why? And I can already tell you're like this modest person, even though you're just you have a lot of you know talent. But I've all, you know, I'm already picking up from you when you said, ah, you know, if I could change my voice, I'd sound like Johnny Cash or George Jones." So, I you know, you probably are one of those people where you really, you know, maybe don't think that you're as awesome as you really are, you know? I mean, do do you even like hearing yourself sing? I mean, cuz some people don't. Some people are like, "I can't hear myself sing." <laughs> are you like that or?
2: Uh... Maybe ever now and then, but after a while, I might get tired of it, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, on this album, you know, which song do you think, like, in your opinion, you know, when you listen to all the songs, you're like, man, I really sound good on this one. <laughs> is there a song <laughs> like that?
2: Oh, you you played it a while ago. The Without You is definitely my favorite on the album, I'd say. It. Either that or or This Morning Ain't As Good As Yesterday. I. I kind of like that one,
0: too. Oh, yeah. Those are both great songs. I'm, you know, really in tune with, you know, all the traditionalists that are out there. You know, at least, you know, I, I think I am in terms of at least I know who they are. So I was like really surprised when. You know, I was listening to your album and I was like, "Oh my gosh, how have I not heard, you know, about <laughs> this guy before? This is like amazing." But then when I found out that it was your debut, then I said, "Oh, okay." You know, that's probably why cuz this is, you know, his first album out and then with COVID, you probably haven't been able to really play out. I mean, have you?
2: Oh, no, everything everything got canceled. I had uh, some Pretty good shows lined up last year. I was supposed to open for um, gosh dang, uh, Gary P. Nunn, that's his name, him. And uh, then I had some more shows and they all just got canceled. So things are starting to pick up though here. So it's
0: looking yeah. good. Te- no, Texas has, I believe they already opened up at full capacity and there's like, no mass law or anything so well it's up to the venue of course they can you know say you know whatever they want like you have to you know social distance or whatever you know whatever yeah. makes sense right um mm-hmm. but so yeah so the you know i i thought i would never see the day where texas would close up the honky tonks <laughs>
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it was like oh my that God. happened i don't think has that ever happened other than covid
2: not nah. Maybe during during the uh, depression when they had the the ban on alcohol. (laughs) I'm sure there were still little hidden ones and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the speakeasies, right? Yeah, during Prohibition and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I just can't, you know, in my lifetime, I cannot remember, you know, a a time where the honky-tonks all closed up. It's like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Golly, how... (laughs) You know makes me think of one of those
2: old West towns where the tumbleweed goes rolling through on the street and stuff.
0: Yeah, like an old ghost town or something like that. Yeah, it's you know, that that alone made me, you know, kind of start thinking like this was the apocalypse. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. If Texas closed all the honky tongues, we're all in trouble now. So, you know.
2: I don't know if you heard the song called Close All the Honky Tonks.
0: Oh, yeah, that's an old timey song. Yeah, actually, yeah. Buck Owens, um, you know, I've heard other, you know, kind of uh, versions of that song, but Buck Owens, I think, does like the absolute best version of that song, don't you think?
2: I, I haven't had his version. Now I'm gonna have to go look that up. Oh,
0: yeah, who, who, uh, who whose version do you like best?
2: Ah, gosh, what's his name? Close All the Honky Tonks. It's not a... Yeah, I like that. Not Freddie Hart. I can't remember his name at the moment. Usually I know this kind of stuff. But uh, it's not <laughs> me
0: right now. I'm going to look it up right now. Hold on. Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see which one um, you probably like. Uh, I've heard a couple of, oh, Dwight Yoakam has a version of that. Dwight Yoakam. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Red Simpson. Buck Owens was the first person other than uh, Red Simpson. Oh, actually, Red Simpson wrote the song. Buck Owens and the Buckaroos actually recorded it back in 1964. And then Charlie Walker recorded that's it. That's the version of it. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said, oh, Charlie Walker. That's a That's a great song. Yeah, so anyway, so there you go. So he actually... Recorded it like only a couple of months after Buck Owens. So he recorded it in 64, but in October. And then, um, Buck Owens actually recorded it back in uh, July of 64. So, you know, pretty darn close, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And that, that version is pretty awesome too. So, um, I definitely want to talk about, you know, um, your album in greater detail, you know, I know we kind of glossed over it a little bit in the beginning of our conversation and stuff. Um, so obviously your album is what I call traditional honky tonk country. Um, could, would you agree with me on that?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I'm thinking that, you know, especially you're 20, you can record anything you want. I mean, you're not tied to any kind of music. Um, and, I'm. I have to believe that if you wrote all, almost all the songs on this album, I, I'm pretty sure you wrote like, you know, almost every single song. <laughs> from what I saw, is that correct? Yes,
2: every song on that one, and everyone on the Christian one too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm. You know, I have to. You know, just think that you must really love. You know, traditional honky tonk country music. Um, so I'd like to find out from you, um, you know, why do you like traditional country so much? You know, there's so many other types of music out there. Texas is one of the best states for having a lot of different types of music. Um, you yeah. guys have had all kinds of artists that have come, you know, from Texas, you know, rock and roll, country, blues, like, like all kinds of artists. So, you know, I'd love to find out from you, you know, why do you like traditional honky tonk country music so much?
2: um well a few reasons uh like you were saying you know it kind of touches your your heart and all the instruments and stuff like that sound great uh i like the history of it it's all interesting but i think it's just because it's relatable and because of i don't know how to describe it i just kind of got like a fire burning inside me for it but uh i mean I, i like all older kinds of music i listen to you know uh the temptations and ray charles and the 50s and 60s rock and roll and stuff like that, and even some of the 80s rock and roll. But uh, I just I can't connect to the newer music the same way I do the, the older music. I mean, there are some new songs that are all right, but the older music just, it just reaches me in a different way. I guess my wires are set up different than other people's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I totally can relate to you um when you say that, you know, and of course, I grew up in the 90s, so you know i I have a couple of years on you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I feel the same way. I always say Zach, that I was born like you know 20, 30 years too late, right you know yeah. um, because it it just seems like the music, you know from you know way back when I don't know there, there's just something real heartfelt about the music. I I don't know if it was more authentic. I I, I don't know, you know, um, and I
2: also,
0: Yeah, it is it is hard. You can't put your finger on it, but you know that it has that s- something special about it, you know. Um and and it's you're right, it, it kind of pulls at your heartstrings, you know. It really does. Um, so I totally, you know, totally get what you're saying. And again, you know, I always like to preface, I'm not a basher, you know, I love all kinds of music. I just, you know, my most favorite is, you know, traditional country music, but I, you know, there's all kinds of music out there that, you know, sounds good and people doing great jobs, you know, on, you know, the type of music they want to put out there. So, you know, no worries there. But, um, you know, a question I'd like to ask is, um. If you were going to like introduce someone to traditional country music, you know, maybe someone that's never heard it or doesn't know much about it, you know, and, um, you know, they say, you know, Zach, I, you know, what what song should I hear that is the epitome of traditional honky tonk country music? You could pick one from your album, you know, if there's a song on your album that you feel, you know what, this is the most you know, honky-tonk song, you know, or traditional country song that I could, you know, introduce someone to that would say, hey, this is what, you know, it's all about.
2: Okay, um, let's see. The one off my album that I'd probably choose with, let's just go with Drinking Away a Life. I guess that's more kind of honky-tonky, either either that or or this morning. Then if I were to choose one by a traditional artist, I'd, I mean, you always have to have. He stopped loving her today in the conversation. But I, yeah. it, but one of the artist that really got me into country music was Hank Williams Senior. Oh, and uh, yeah. I'd have to I'd have to show his music to somebody else that hasn't heard it.
0: Oh yeah, and that's like to me, Hank Senior is like the beginning. <laughs> exactly. <You> well, <know>? yeah. <laughs> Like the beginning, you know, him and Lefty, you know, I'm a huge Lefty Frizzell fan, um, just huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, they toured together. And I was even reading that um, they used to swap songs, you know, like Hank would write a song, give it to him. And Lefty would write a song and give it to Hank. And we don't know which songs those are. <laughs> we have no idea because they really? never toured. Yeah. Uh- but, you know, yeah, I was reading that, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, that is just so crazy, you know? So, you know, one of Lefty's, it could have been a Hank song, a song that Hank wrote, but, you know, <laughs> they never said anything, and vice versa, you know? So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, But, you know, yeah. I mean, you did mention a song um, on your album this morning, and i that's another good one. I mean, they're all good, but... I think you're right. That's, you know, a song that I would probably pick. You know, if someone wanted to really know more about honky tonk country music. So let's go ahead and hear that song right now.
1: Last night I went out and had me some fun. And I drank every drink I could get my hands on. the night went flying by, but now all I feel is my head pounding and that feeling ain't too fine, this morning ain't as good as yesterday, you know being full of lies, lying here just ain't the same. While this morning ain't as good as yesterday. And brandy can make a man do wild things. When you add Jack, Jim, Bean, it can make him go insane. When that morning sun comes up, starts to shine its light on me. That's when all that alcohol really gets to me. You know, being full of life Lying here just ain't the same Instead of feeling wild and free All I feel is pain That's why this morning ain't as good as yesterday This morning ain't as good as yesterday Lying here just ain't the same No it ain't Instead of feeling wild and free All I feel is pain That's why this morning Ain't as good as yesterday This morning ain't as good as yesterday
0: The new Traduceus 2021 All Rights Reserved.